Hello and good morning. This is Ryan File from the Mail Tribune, and you're listening to the First Thing Podcast. I'm here most weekdays going over the day's top stories. Listen to past episodes at our site, mailtribune.com, or by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Several of my colleagues have their own podcasts there too. Cooking, gardening, the outdoors, and more. Check them out. Here are the top stories for Wednesday, September 12th, 2018. First up, a Gresham hiker missing on Mount Hood for nearly weeks was likely attacked and killed by a cougar, the first known fatality in Oregon from a cougar attack. The body of Diana Bober, 55, was discovered Monday on a Mount Hood National Forest Trail, and a Tuesday autopsy confirmed she died of an apparent animal attack, police said in a press conference. The wounds were consistent with a cougar attack, and DNA samples were sent to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service's National Forensics Laboratory in Ashland for confirmation, according to the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife. The Zigzag Ranger District Trail, where Bober's body was found, has been closed while the ODFW and members from other agencies search for the killing cougar, according to the ODFW. We don't believe the threat to the public that's posed by cougars is any greater today than it was yesterday. However, we don't know and can't quantify the threat this particular animal may pose to the public, said Brian Wolfer, the ODFW's South Willamette Watershed Manager. Cougars are relatively secretive animals. Oregon's latest population estimate done earlier this year puts their numbers at 6,600 statewide and across all age classes, according to the ODFW. Bober's death from a cougar attack is the West's first since May, when a mountain biker on a trail east of Seattle became Washington State's first fatal cougar attack victim in that state in 94 years. Rick Hopkins, a cougar researcher and expert in San Jose, California, said there have been fewer than 30 fatal cougar attacks on humans in North America in the past 100 years. They are very rare, horrific events, Hopkins said. Next up. More than 70 health experts, including dozens in Southern Oregon, are calling on the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to make a common drug overdose antidote available without a prescription. The health experts submitted a petition this month, triggering an FDA review of whether naloxone nasal spray, sold under the brand name Narcan, can be sold safely on store shelves rather than through a pharmacy. Naloxone quickly reverses overdoses caused by opioid drugs, including heroin and prescription pain medications such as oxycodone. Oregon is among the states that allow people to get a prescription of naloxone directly from a pharmacist without having to visit a doctor first. But stigma and the hit-and-miss availability of naloxone at pharmacies is stopping some people from getting the life-saving antidote, said Julia Pinsky, co-founder of Max's Mission, a naloxone education and distribution nonprofit. A Jacksonville resident whose 25-year-old son, Max, died of a heroin overdose in 2013, Pinsky said people are afraid to talk to their health care providers for fear they'll be labeled as having an opioid use disorder. They know their pharmacist, and they don't want their pharmacist to know they or someone they love has this problem, Pinsky said. When people do go to a pharmacy to get naloxone, it's sometimes not available, especially if a substitute pharmacist not authorized to prescribe the drug is working that day, she said. Being able to pick up naloxone off a store shelf likely would cause more people to buy it, Pinsky said. People don't want to have to explain why they want it, she said. Mark Cantor, pharmacist for Grants Pass headquartered All Care Health, has joined with Pinsky and more than 40 other Southern Oregon pharmacists, doctors, hospital officials, and others to petition the FDA. Health experts from across Oregon and the nation also have joined the petition effort. And last up. 
Danielle Craig said she doesn't have enough fingers or hands to count the number of heartbreaking stories about children and adults fighting cancer she's heard as a journalist. More than a decade ago, the most heartbreaking battle of all was one she witnessed firsthand as her 15-year-old cousin fought and lost her struggle with a rare form of leukemia. It was a grueling couple of years, recalled Craig. It was difficult to watch. For patients diagnosed with leukemia, lymphoma, and various blood cancers, a bone marrow transplant may be their best or only hope for a cure. Yet 70% of people who need a transplant do not have a perfect match within their family. Craig's cousin did have a perfect match in her brother, but after a brief remission, she was diagnosed with another form of leukemia and died. Craig is now passionate about childhood and blood cancer awareness. She is also an advocate of the National Marrow Donor Program. The former KDRV Channel 12 reporter and anchor and now host of the Happiness in Progress podcast has teamed up with the Mail Tribune to recruit potential marrow and stem cell donors. The Be the Match registry drive will be from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Tuesday, September 18th at the Mail Tribune offices, 111 North 1st Street in downtown Medford. Every three minutes, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer or disorder. Each hour, six people die from blood cancer. Five minutes of paperwork could be the difference in someone's life, said Craig. DNA samples are collected with a quick swab of cheek cells. It's very, very easy, she said. The target group is 18 to 44 years old. Research indicates that cells from younger donors lead to more successful transplants. And that's it for today. Be sure to check out full versions of these stories at our website, mailtribune.com. And if you want to stay connected to us throughout the day, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Have a good one.